Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Welcome to the Eye on the U podcast, Miami Herald's Miami Hurricanes podcast. I'm David Wilson. I'm joined, as always, on the other line by Susan Miller-Degnan, our Hurricanes beat writer here at the Herald. Susan, what's going on? I'm uh, just uh, just just put in my my advance for the uh, penultimate. I know you like that word. Great word. Regular season game for Miami at Clemson. Yep. Uh, yeah, we're we're down to the down to the stretch run here. Miami heads up to Clemson this weekend. We'll talk a little bit about the preview. We'll do a little preview talk for that. Probably not that much. I want to we want to focus more um, on some, I guess, kind of big picturey kind of stuff. Obviously, Miami five and five has two shots here to make a bowl game. Uh, they close out the season at home against Pittsburgh, um, and I think most notably is Miami's probably coming off. Uh, Maybe it's best all around performance of the year. Um, I think kind so. Of blow, kind of blowing out Georgia Tech, thirty five fourteen. Yellow Jackets got a garbage time touchdown in that one too. Uh, of course, three interceptions for Cameron Kinchins was one of the big stories, including a pick six tying a Miami record. Now leads the nation in interceptions. Uh, but the bigger story, I think, um, well, kind of it's been a little bit of a storyline the last couple of weeks, but. I would say crested on Saturday is the play of the freshman. Uh, and it starts with Jakari Brown, the, the, the true freshman, especially, but um, freshman just in general. Uh, it starts with Jakari Brown, who made his first career start on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think considering what we know about Jakari, what kind of player he is, what level of recruit he was, um, all that kind of stuff. I, Kind of, I don't think it could have gone much better. I uh, throws for three touchdowns. You know, not a whole ton of passing yards, but efficient, smart as a passer. No mistakes. Throws for three touchdowns. Um, makes a couple of good throws. Um, and and like I said, just kind of efficient in the red zone, running the offense. Uh, and then also, um, they got kind of like the power running game, which you expected from a guy like Jakari Brown. Uh, Nineteen carries for him. Uh, pushes up close to a hundred yards. What I think it was in the eighties. Um, a really, really encouraging performance, I think, that makes you feel like, you know, I, the, the jury obviously is still, you know, it's one game. I don't, I don't think we can say that Jakari Brown is the future of Miami football just based off one game against a Georgia Tech team with an interim coach. It's probably not going to make a bowl game. But uh, Jakari is as advertised, I think, is, is the big takeaway, I think, from that game. You, you see all the potential he has, and he's not a project either. He's a good college Great. football player already. He really is. He's, he's, what a pleasure, uh, uh, you know, big, strong body and he's fast, right, David? Yeah. I mean, he's, 
he can take off. He's I shifty mean, this, too. He's, I think was really it maybe shifty. Gaddis, like someone was like, he's sneaky shifty. You don't expect a guy that big to be able to like slip tackles like he does, but he, uh, but he, he cuts does. pretty well. Yeah. He cuts great. And uh, he, it seems uh, the worrisome thing for me and for Miami fans is, man, I hope, I mean, he's not, a, he's not afraid to get stuck in traffic and just to, you know, to bull his way out of yep. it. And, you know, he gets, he gets hit a lot. Um, so, you know, it's, I think keeping him healthy is going to be really important. Uh, but I don't know how you do that with a quarterback like that. He's just, he was very impressive. Um, I think his, the one question mark about him was his, was his arm. Mm-hmm. And he does and have his arm strength. He has a really strong arm. That he was does. He said, I have a rocket yeah. for an arm. I have a rocket. You guys know I have a rocket. Yeah. But that's okay, but you know he's got it. He's got to hit the timing yeah. with his receivers, and uh, but I mean, again, he's a true freshman, right? And that was his first start. So um, I think now, like w- what you said, you can't tell with. You can tell this kid's a really good athlete, but you can't mm-hmm. tell with one game. You know, is he going to keep it up, passing, and imp- even improve right. more? You know, he was nervous. He was nervous, and he was real hyped up. I think another great point about Jakari is he's just his personality is yeah. really strong and infectious and uh, uh, leader leadership. Yeah, I one of the big talking points from players and coaches coming out of the game was like he energized us right in a way that definitely, definitely. You know, I think people obviously really like Jake Garcia. Obviously, Tyler Van Dyke is one of the best quarterbacks in the country, and. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a, you know, anytime you get a freshman like that in a guy who runs that physical, like it's hard not to get excited when you see a guy kind of sac- you know, he's kind of sacrifices his body on every single play. He does. And he wants to. Right. He wants to. I, <laughs> and he's, he's excited. Like he, it, it, it is contagious. Uh, you could tell he, he excites the other guys. He can, mm-hmm. he's, you know, and I don't know how much of that is true freshman being yeah. a true freshman and being pumped up and stuff but and you can see the the, the underclassmen are excited about you know like obviously they all yes. like tyler van dyke but like of course you know they know that tyler van dyke might not be here next year i mean i, I have no idea one way or the other um right. but you know that guy was thought of as a potential early round draft pick before all these injuries so like i, I think there has to be an excitement from the young guys knowing that we might be riding with this guy for the next couple of years here. And then again, you know, I don't think we're ruling out Jake, the possibility that Jake Garcia in an off season could win a quarterback competition or, you know, a transfer, or again, Tyler Van Dyke could come back next year. But right. uh, I, I mean, you got a glimpse of the, the future. And, and obviously I think it's exciting for those freshmen, but it's also exciting for a guy like Cam Kinchins who had three picks, who's going to be on this team next year, James Williams, exactly. Leonard Taylor, most of their most exciting players right now. Uh, especially with Tyler Van Dyke and Zion Nelson hurt uh, our underclassmen who are going to be back on this team next season. Yeah. Um, it's fun. This kind of is a fun part of the year, actually. You know, when coaches just say, okay, I'm playing the young guys now, Yeah, no matter what I'm playing the young guys and Miami has some really good young guys, you know, yes. and uh, uh you know, and it, it, somehow when the when the quarterback is a really young guy, it's like I said, it's 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 exciting and refreshing, and I think it's also really fun for the fans 
you know, it gives them something to turn on the TV. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I I can't remember if I said this on the episode last week, but Jordan McPherson, who covers the Marlins for I, were talking the other day about how it's it's like when these Marlins seasons get bad and it's not this Miami season is not quite as bad as some of the worst Marlins season. But you get excited about the prospects who come up, right? You're excited about J.J. Blade hitting home runs and stuff like that. And um, it's sad that this Miami season is in that place, considering they were the preseason favorites in the Coastal. But um, yeah. it's a, a good way to stay interested in this season. Um, and the other thing about Jakari, I think like, he fits what I think what Josh Gaddis wants to do, which is run the ball. And they yeah. had a really, really good game. And obviously part of it is him running the ball, uh, Jakari running the ball himself, which is just, you know, they don't have those plays in the playbook when it's Tyler or Jake at quarterback. Um, but, I mean, I don't think it's a coincidence that Jalen Knighton's best game came with Jakari Brown at quarterback. You know, it, it when you have a quarterback like that, it becomes easier to run the ball. And I thought they just had a really, really good game plan, right? I mean, the first drive, uh, they ran it, ran it, ran it, and then leak out Will Mallory, and it's a really easy uh, touchdown throw for Jakari Brown's first career touchdown pass. Um, next, was it the next drive or the second touchdown at least was that, that you know, short yardage design play for Jaleel Skinner. Like, they did a really good job in keeping it simple. Two of his three touchdowns were pretty, like, just throw it to the open guy. Um yeah. But obviously he deserves credit for that too, because his legs are opening up those easy throws. Yes, he can he he really can scramble. Yeah. I mean, hey, which is again, it's it's really fun. I you know, I it gives you a whole it gives you uh, many more options. Yeah. That way for the for the offense. So yeah, that was a that was a really invigorating game and a game in which Miami well, we weren't sure they were always in control, but at a certain point when they broke it open, it was uh, pretty refreshing that, you know. Yeah, they never trailed in the game, right? It was 7 nothing, or was it 7? I I can't remember at the very beginning of the game, but yeah, they, they were in control for the entire second half, pretty much, I would say. No, they, they didn't trail. Yeah, they went up seven nothing, and then yeah, they uh, went up seven nothing. Yeah, I uh, really the defense yeah. only had one. You know, they gave up a ninety nine yard drive right before halftime, <laughs> ninety nine yard touchdown drive right before halftime. Well, that's uh, yeah, yeah. But other than that, the defense was really good, and uh, you know, okay, Georgia Tech was playing with the backup quarterback. But it's so. just concerning, like going. I mean, I I don't want to segue. All right, I you know, into Clemson. It's just you know, I it just seems like the Miami defense, like they're rushing defense just people get big chunks of yards on them yeah that's all and um you know i can't i this this week's going to be very tough Mm -hmm. like completely tough so i'm glad they have another game after this uh as i said jakari brown obviously the headliner of this group of underclassmen from the last weekend specifically the true freshmen but miami started uh, three true freshmen on Saturday. And as Cooper started, once again, he's kind of locked down that right guard spot with yeah, uh, Justice Olua Schoenhurt. Um, been probably the most pleasant surprise of the season for Miami. That was, you know, not a particularly highly ranked recruit. Huge, huge body. I think we talked about him a couple of weeks ago on yeah, here. We did. Um, and we've both written about him. Um, and Wesley Besaint makes his first career start at linebacker, and I would guess he's going to start these last two games there too. Oh, yeah, um, they love him. He is uh, so yeah. Three true freshmen all start. Um, 
Plus, as I mentioned, Jaleel Skinner catches a t- his first career touchdown. Um, and then again, just like a lot of other underclassmen out there too, right? Like yeah, you got a redshirt fresh Lawrence Seymour. Lawrence Seymour started uh, left guard, a redshirt freshman. Is, yeah, that's you got Perno Lineman. Perno Lineman, very good. Um, yeah. and then I mentioned obviously Kinchins, James Williams, Leonard Taylor, all sophomores, um, Colby Young, a sophomore. Um yeah, Colby you know, Young had a touchdown. A couple others. Daryl Jackson is a sophomore. Like the the underclassmen are and, and I, I hesitate to get too excited about it because it feels like we get to this point every year where we're like <laughs> these young guys, they look like the future. And then, you know, development is never linear, right? Some guys are come in really polished and just can't get that much better. Um, but this is a, an exciting group of freshmen and sophomores. <clears throat> Excuse and- me. Uh, not just guys Mario Cristobal recruited necessarily, although some of them are. Um, but, no, I, but yeah, uh, you know, the, we know that that 2021 recruiting class, that the last Manny Diaz class was really good too, headlined by Leonard Taylor and yeah, Leonard's um, just a sophomore and now. James and James Williams. And I, I think that Cam Kinchins now, obviously, he has the country's attention, right? So, you know, the more people they 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 have over him, I mean, that frees up uh, James a little bit, right? right. So. I yeah I think uh I think they're 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 in good shape except for maybe this Saturday. Yeah yeah it's gonna be tough this weekend. Um, Wesley Bissaint as I mentioned first career start I think that was the other people were excited about that coming out. Yes. Um, what were your what were your what have been your I mean he's been obviously it's not like he came from nowhere and is now all of a sudden starting he's been his snap count has increased like I think there was one week he got hurt in the middle of the game mm-hmm. but otherwise it's been right. like climbing steadily since like week two or week three um what what have you liked most about him and uh I guess maybe specifically what, what, what do you think it means that he gets a start here I, I mean it means that the linebackers are better yeah he's <laughs> he's he's smart yeah uh, he's aggressive he's uh he's like a like a like a defensive uh, Jakari you know, he has, he has a lot of energy and, um, and, you know, very, very, very strong. And I, I just, uh, they really, really like him. And they said they didn't want to throw him into the fire too soon yeah. and, and for something to go wrong and him to get spooked a little, um, I don't think he's coming out again no. if he stays healthy. So they need it. You know, linebacker has been, you know, like, over the last few years hasn't been the strongest uh position so mm-hmm. um yeah i think it's i think he's really good basically and he's going to stay there so uh, yeah i think he he checks all the boxes um uh, one is he's physically impressive and for a linebacker like he's not you know like like Corey Flagg really high IQ linebacker that's a, there's a reason he's been but, playing since day one but he's got physical limitations like not as big it's, right it's obvious um Wesley has a lot of that high IQ stuff great instincts um they're coached very well at Miami Central as you can see by <laughs> all these guys who uh you know go in and are contributors early on in college um and but he also has he's got that like sideline to sideline range. I mean, there were he, going back to like his his sophomore year, junior year in high school, like he was always the best 
guy on the field for Miami Central. And they were winning state championships and they had five-star linebackers and they had other seniors who were playing at power five schools and stuff like that. And he just, he just popped out um, because he was involved in like every play. And that's the same thing here. He's always around the ball. Um, Like that's, you know, it's pretty simple. If you hear a linebacker's name called a lot, it's probably a good thing. And that's, that's kind of where we're at with Wesley Vesaint, where he is piling up tackles. He's getting in, you know, blowing up plays. Uh, And he, I kind of wrote about them together on Monday. He and Cam Kinchins are very similar to me where, you know, Cam is, Cam is a little bit um, maybe like not like physically the most impressive. You know, you look at him, he stands next to James Williams, right? So he's, it's a lot smaller. He's, he's probably small. doesn't have ideal speed, but he's um, cerebral, but he's yes, but he's very cerebral. You see the instincts. Yeah. I mean, he had three picks. He's flying all over the field. He knows plays, plays fast. I, 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 Kevin Steele, I think said that he plays faster than he probably like would run in a 40 time. Um, and he's Wesley Saint is the same way. He's a little bit yeah. more the prototype of, you know, he's long, he's a long um, linebacker. I think has a chance he's to long. add a lot of weight. Like he'll be really big. Um, you know, he's young, so he's, he's kind of lanky. He looks lanky now, but he'll, he'll fill out, but he's got the same high IQ cerebral instincts that, um, Mario Cristobal said, basically like, those are the kind of guys we want to recruit or, or guys like those yeah. two. And you know what I like also, they're both local. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So and they're, they're like local, like they're, you know, they're Miami central, Miami Northwestern. Like if there's yeah. two schools you want to get kids from like 305. Really, yeah. 305. Yeah inner city like you know like i well really represent for their hometown you know what you know back a million years ago ed reed was uh, the most cerebral Mm -hmm. safety i've ever seen in my life i mean so smart and cam does i mean mario said he's in there studying all yeah, they the call, time. he called his film sessions legendary, legendary. because he's the he one brings, guy who sometimes might be in the building uh longer than mario he, yeah exactly and he knows i mean he'll he'll even with clemson he's gonna know exactly where they go to and you know what tendencies they have and he, just and that's that's the way ed was too just yeah. so smart before the play happened he would know yeah when mario when mario said that about the legendary film sessions i thought the the first thing that popped into my mind was uh the pit game last year actually um remember pit tried to run like the philly special where they tried to throw a pass to kenny pickett kenny well they never pickett. they didn't even attempt the pass because cam read it he was all over him. He was the one like the whole idea on that play is they forget to cover the quarterback and you throw it to him Right, and stuck with Pickett the whole play, and that was uh, great. They stuffed Pitt on the goal line like that. God, I that was that. his like third start or something as a hurricane. Like he's had it since day one, and I think um, you know he is. Uh, you know the safeties are in some ways a dime a dozen down in South Florida, right? Like there's mm-hmm. great safeties every year. You know he wasn't even the biggest safety recruit in his class, right? James Williams was the guy everyone was excited about. Um, the thing that's I think so important about Wesley is he's he's got all that and he plays linebacker, which is a position as you mentioned. Miami has struggled to recruit a little bit down a little bit um, because sure. we just don't produce linebackers at the same level here in Miami as we do DBs and wide receivers and all that stuff. Yeah, I, I that's kind of yeah. I wonder why that is. Why is that? Oh, well, we produce a lot of defensive ends. I think the big kids kind of tend to either. 
Um, you know, if you're a little small, I'm I mean, James Williams, good. James Williams probably should have been a linebacker. Like you just look at the way he's built, but he plays safety. So bigger kid, you know, if you're a certain size, you play wide receiver DB. And if you're, uh, uh, bigger then I think you have played defensive end because we, we do, produce, you, know, you know, Nigel e. Kelly's another freshman we haven't mentioned, but he's a low, you know, from Dillard high in Fort Lauderdale. Another one of those impressive freshmen who's got, I think four sacks now this season. Really impressive. Really, yeah. really impressive. I liked him a lot talking to him for the first time. Um, and I think, by the way, Cam is a little quieter than James Williams. Yeah. So James Williams is more out there. You know, he's more talkative. He's got that excited. old school Kane thing, right? Where he's like exactly. talking trash a little bit. Yeah, um, but but big old smile all the time. I mean, yeah. I mean, Cam does too, but he's a little more a little more serious. And like we said, cerebral. You know, he's a little just a little quieter. Yeah, you know. So so naturally, it's easy to act. You know, to kind of get drawn to James Williams. Yeah, and for and until this year, he's been the highlight machine, right? It, right. Compared to Cam, I mean, he still is, but now Cam, you know, six picks leads the country, all that kind of stuff, like. They complement each other very well. There's eight people, I think, behind him. I looked up the, in the record in the uh, you know the at five. Team. You're saying he's got yeah. Six I think now. eight people have five. So God knows what will happen this weekend. Yeah, it's it's you know, and interceptions are you know a little bit of luck. Although none of those felt like luck. It felt like every one of those he was you know. I think one was Not a really bad that. overthrow, but um, you know he's reading those plays really well. So he is. But sometimes also I just have to say with interceptions because I saw when I when I covered the the 2001 title team was it Mike Rumpf I mean that you know uh he didn't he hardly had any interceptions his last season or yeah. ever because everybody was throwing away from him. right exactly I, and, and safeties was, can get safeties can get around that a little bit more because Cam can fly into a play late like I mean the first interception was like they targeted Tyreek Stevenson and Cam flew in and blew up the play and got the ball himself and so but yeah, like you said, it you know he could have six and he could have no more the rest of the season. Like that, that wouldn't be surprising. But either way, it's been a very, very impressive run, and he's going to be an all. I, I think he has to be an all American contender at this point. Yeah, for sure, definitely. Maybe UM will finally get in a first team All ACC, or somehow yeah. that never seems to happen, does it? Yeah, I mean, I guess Jalen Phillips probably was, but maybe not even. I don't remember. I, don't I it always seems that my I don't know. I don't want to sound like uh, yeah, yeah, sour grapes, but it does seem that way. Um, last two, we talked a little bit about it as Cooper, but we should shout him out again. Another freshman who is starting already. And, you know, he, and we should say he is a guy that Mario Cristobal went and got, um, Miami was, I don't think it even offered him until Cristobal got there. Cristobal recruited him a little bit at Oregon. Originally thought maybe he was going to be a defensive tackle because he was 400 pounds, uh, at one point in his senior year <laughs> or his junior year of high school. Right. Uh, now down to what he said, like 350-ish, basically 355. 355. Um, so much better shape. And, you know, he's obviously he's a freshman. He's had his ups and downs. But, uh, I mean, physically, like, really, really, like, you you don't see a whole lot of linemen like that. And the fact that it's, it's, it's similar to what actually happened with Zion Nelson, right, where Zion was not the biggest recruit. He was the same kind of thing, a really late right. addition to Miami's recruiting class. But just physically really impressive. And oh, Zion was skinny. He was skinny, very different, different reasons for physical. Like, yeah, yeah, he was skinny and had to add weight. And as Cooper was big and had to lose weight. Um, and it's just a reminder that 
it's really, really hard to evaluate offensive linemen. It really is. I, you know, I wonder what happens with Zion now. Yeah. I mean, he and Tyler, I mean, we'll do that, I guess, probably once this season. He's going to have to come back, right? This is his fourth year. I he think. does have eligibility still. Um, How so he could he, return. He, he's got to come back. He didn't play at all. Yeah. No one's he and Tyler are both in a tough spot, right? Where I think if, I, you know, I think, they, they both would have, I, I think, been, or maybe not first round picks, but second day, maybe early third day at the latest and now it's, it's really hard to know what I, I i do but uh yeah that's it's going to be real interesting to see what happens with, uh, although i can't believe Zion, i wonder how mario deals with all this stuff yeah we, have, I mean, we, we should say i guess before we'll 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 wrap up with a little clemson and bowl talk in, in just a second here but okay first portal entrant of the the season happened on is that tuesday yeah tuesday night tuesday. Uh, with gilbert frierson um, who was, you know, kind of a long-term fixture here, a starting striker for a couple of years, just, I don't want to say fell out of favor or didn't necessarily maybe fit this defense, um, but might did not been, play a whole lot this year. And yeah, it might've been either of those, David, yeah. I, I, you know, cause I look, I was looking carefully at his stats. I don't have them in front of me, but he was pretty good. He had some pretty good stats the first couple of years or the yeah. second year or whatever. And third year actually was fairly consistent and then boom. Yeah. So and even last year I, he didn't play as much either when Amari Carter moved to striker. Yeah. Um, so true. Yeah, we both love Gilbert Frierson. Um, I was very happy to see Miami fans seem to be like, you know, oh, you know, man. you know, people can be on social media where it's like good riddance, get out of here. But everyone was yeah. like excited to see Gilbert Frierson's uh next step. But we should say that this is gonna be the first of a whole bunch of transfers coming here, and that's gonna be the tough thing for Mario to navigate. Uh, over these next wow. few months you know some of them will be guys who didn't play that much but other guys will be uh you know like may, some of them might be guys mario kind of tells to get out of here a little bit um but some of them could be good players and or it says um, listen you could stay here i'm never going to kick anybody out but right. yeah yeah you, you, be, you be honest right he always says you gotta be I'm gonna, honest i'm gonna be i'm gonna t- it's all truth all right. Yeah. And the truth is there are uh, people that are, have shown their whatever, and those guys are going to be play, getting their chances more. Right. So, uh, yeah, he's going to have a lot to, to juggle. Uh, that starts with December no, 5th, right? Been... December 5th is the first day that um, I think yes, the transfer is going to enter earlier. Uh, Friarson is technically in the portal already because he has graduated, but um December 5th is when most people can go in. Well, he said December 5th is when he's entering. Yeah, and then he he mentioned the other he, day. He put out like another oh. statement where he's like, actually, I'm a graduate, so I, I'm in there now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think, think anyone really knows the rules. I think it's, I, I think it's, you know, I read that it's a day after the the uh, conference title games and, that, and they're Saturday, December 3rd. You know, so I don't know. No, so maybe it's it the fourth. The fourth. I, but it's that that weekend. That that but, week will be that week will be crazy. Yes, it will. It'll be really crazy, actually. Really, like every other minute, we're gonna see it's some kind of tweet. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy 
Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, let's finish things out uh, by really quickly previewing Clemson and then a little bit of bowl talk before we get out of here. Uh, Clemson, Miami, a 19-point underdog. Is that still the line? I haven't looked at yeah, it in a couple Yeah, 19 and a half points. 19 um, and a half. You know, it's, there's, there's, they're underdogs. It's going to be really hard for them to win. It's not the best Clemson team in the world compared to some of these Clemson teams we've seen. They obviously kind of got killed by Notre Dame a few weeks ago. Um, but Still got a very good defense. Um, you know they're going to they're they're going to see a freshman quarterback and think uh, fresh meat basically. Yeah, um, fresh meat, fresh. And yeah, uh, you know it's it's going to be tough. They, but at the same a... time, in this uh-huh. Miami season where there's been so little to celebrate, um, it it is the last chance for like a huge signature moment for this team. And wow, that would I, I not expecting wondering. it, but. Imagine if they win, how how different the mood would be uh, than it was a couple oh, of weeks ago. I I mean, Clemson's won thirty nine straight home games. Thirty not not one. Is their last game. loss to Syracuse. Actually, I don't. I didn't check that. Actually, no. That that Syracuse loss is in the carrier dome. I, I have to tell you, the, 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 there's not one player on their roster now, not one who's lost the game at home. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I and you know. And they're fighting for the playoffs. I mean, they yeah, are. they're they're not they're not dead. They're not dead. They're not dead. I've looked at percentages, and I don't know all different. They're number nine, but and in the college football, you know, playoff ranking, and also they're ranked ninth in, in the AP. But they they've lost one game. Um, they've got to win. You know, they got to win this game, and then they play South Carolina, and then they play. They obviously they already have a spot in the ACC title game. Mm-hmm. Um, against North Carolina, which is a good team, right? It yeah, really, they're up to 11, I think, now. Um, I'm not so. sure, but I know that if Clemson, they know if they can win these three games, they do have a shot. It just depends what other what other teams do. Um, so they're – and they're at home. Uh, it's uh, unbelievable. I've been there, I think, twice, and it's uh, it's incredible. The, the Memorial Stadium, it's really incredible, the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, – I don't know. It's gosh, I don't even think I put Death Valley in my advance. I got to add that. It's it's called Death Valley. I got to add that. Anyway, the real Death I, Valley, the real Death Valley as Clemson fans will tell you. The real Death Valley. Yeah. Well, uh it's going to be tough, David. I it's yeah. they've got a really good quarterback. They've got Will Shipley, a really good running back. Um 
and uh, and they got the fans and it's senior day for them it's not thanksgiving yet i think they'll be they'll have fans there sometimes thanksgiving week it's it's tough right you know, clumsy, clumsy gets miami. people though no matter what they do but like miami yeah after thanksgiving uh i don't know yeah um we i think the biggest concern for miami this defense has been I, I don't really I honestly have no idea how to assess what Miami's defense has been this year. They've been sometimes they've looked incredible and right. then they've had like three. I, I won't put too much of the blame on them for the Duke game because that was like I think Duke's starting field position was it, average starting field position was oh, in Miami yeah. territory in that game. But I mean, the Florida State game was abysmal. The Middle Tennessee game was awful. Um, you know, those but then at pretty much every other week they've been various somewhere varying between very good you know they didn't allow a touchdown to virginia a bad virginia team True. they've um, had some great like they, good you know, against, against bad teams though mostly right georgia tech virginia tech virginia were all three yes, fantastic defensive sure. performances um if they What's get that? that kind of defensive performance this weekend it'll be competitive but when they played good even uh texas a&m which is another bad team i guess uh, they're really good defensively but if they get their bad <laughs> defense if if they get a, I mean, we know they have a 45 point egg in them because we've seen it three times. And if that happens, Miami has no chance of keeping up, obviously. But it, it comes down to, I think, if the defense can keep this game low scoring competitive. And, and that's for them, it's mostly been about not giving up huge plays. When they've been at their worst, it's when they give up. Obviously, Middle Tennessee was like, I've never seen anything like that. Uh, but even Florida State was just like 20. 30 yards at a time sometimes they do give up big plays yeah I, I i mean they do i mean i don't know maybe just recently but when when the other team gets the ball like at georgia tech i wasn't convinced of anything i was not until they scored a couple more touchdowns yeah we should say georgia tech they actually moved it recently enough they just threw four interceptions like all four of Miami's yeah. interceptions, not I think three of Miami's True. four interceptions were inside the twenty yard line. Um, so you yeah. know they've they've got uh, we uh, like we've seen a good defensive performance in them. We've also seen really really bad defensive performances in them. And what which Miami defense shows up on s- Saturday will determine whether we're all done writing by halftime or whether um this game is actually competitive and interesting. Uh, bowls. Uh, I don't want to get into specifics yeah. about where they might go, but right. Miami's got two shots left to get one close out the season with Pitt. Um, mm-hmm. how important to you is it that they get a bowl game? I, I, I think it's important. I think I especially mean, the, when we, you know, we just talk, spent so much of this episode talking about freshmen, right? Yeah. I mean, they really want, they want it. I don't care. And, and who Jakari was the one that actually told us. Everybody else is like, we're taking one game at a time. And, you know, it's the Mario Crystal, just where your feet are and all that stuff. But they want to, Jakari said, that's our goal. Okay. Yeah. He came out and said it. That's our goal. So uh, they want a bowl game. And I, how important? I think it's, I think it's important because even the, I mean, they're all kind of cheesy. You know, I'm not talking about the cheesy bowl. They're all kind of, you know, 
I don't know, not major. Other yeah, than they're not going to play a good team probably in the bowl game either. Other right? than but... if you're in the college football playoff. And then there are there are other good bowl. I mean, there are other bowls that have good teams in it. You know. Yeah, I mean, we should. You you mentioned the Cheez It Bowl. Miami played. Oklahoma State in that a couple of years ago it was a top 25 matchup. Like you can get, you can still get good ones, but yeah, you can. I mean, he's not going to get one of those, we should say. No, but I think that, well, I, I guess what I'm saying is the players do get excited. I mean, they get excited. It's fun for them. And I know there's some like pretty small town kind of places you go to, but I, I think they're fun. And although Miami never seems to win them, you know, know. so that's a problem. Vincent that's Mark a big... Rick's first year was the last time they won a bowl game. Yeah, it, it's a pro, it's a big problem because it ends the season. Really, it's kind of depressing. And they've had some really, really bad bowl losses. Pinstripe Bowl, Independence Bowl. Like oh those are two God. of the worst losses they've had in a long time. But yeah, um, Our, you know, every every extra practice you get is great. Oh, and obviously, and obviously, uh, you know, it's fun watching Jakari Brown right now. If he keeps playing like this, I want to get an extra game to watch Jakari Brown. I felt the same way when they canceled Miami's bowl game last year for COVID. I was like. Oh man, I don't get oh, to watch Tyler man. Van Dyke play. Yeah, the Sun Bowl. You don't yeah. get to go to El Paso and have that great Mexican food. It is good. Um, yeah, Miami <laughs> looks like maybe Gasparilla would be in the cards, uh, which would be in Tampa, which would be great. Easy trip before Christmas. Fenway Bowl, I've seen around um another game before Christmas. So it'll be early probably if Miami gets into one, unless they win two down the stretch here. But uh right. I'm, I'm rooting for one, but I'm rooting for an early one to get our Christmas vacation started early. Yeah, I agree. And by the way, I know we've we got to end this, but if they should upset Clemson, you know, that'll, well, then, then of course they go back home, which they, they don't do well at home. And it's yeah. on national TV. That'll be our next podcast, national TV night game at home. Oh boy. Yeah. Well, they got a chance to wear the black jerseys, I guess. Finally. Yeah, possibly. Uh-huh. Um, we'll all right. Uh, we'll I think we can finish things up there. Uh, you can follow Susan on Twitter at S Miller Degnan. Uh, she's got all your coverage this week going into Clemson. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at DB Wilson too. I've also obviously got some coverage going into Clemson. Um, so yeah, no, nothing that, that exciting though in the world. Happy Thanksgiving, right? All yeah, I guess. Yeah. Our next episode will come out. I don't know when we'll drop it next week. We'll, we'll figure it out. But anyway, happy Thanksgiving if we don't talk to you guys before then. Um, thanks, as always, for listening. Uh, and we will talk to you guys sometime next week. Not sure when, but we will talk to you sometime next week.